4640, how is it going? Now, I have a very specific question for you. Let me hear you if you love hot pockets. Let me hear you. Yes. I am in college, which means I don't have very much money, but I am very hungry, so I love Hot Pockets. Now, there's different kinds of Hot Pockets. There's your traditional pepperoni pizza type Hot Pocket, and it's pretty standard. Now, my personal favorite of the Hot Pockets is, it's known as a lean pocket, except it's not going to make you very lean, okay? It is the chicken jalapeno cheese with the pretzel on the outside. It is like, that is my favorite when I go to the store. Now, the, the last Hot Pocket I have for you is the best-selling Hot Pocket of 2018, the Tide Pod Hot Pocket, okay? Tide Pocket. Tide Pocket. Now, nothing on earth quite tests my patience like a Hot Pocket, okay? I take the wrapper off, I put it in the microwave, two minutes, and it gets done, okay? Then what happens, I like to call it the nuclear option, okay? I take the hot pocket out of the microwave, I, I give it a couple blows, and then I just shove it in my mouth. Now what happens is my mouth ends up like Tony Stark's house in every single Marvel movie, and what I mean is it gets destroyed, okay? My mouth is on fire, I'm burning, I'm probably crying. I have no patience for the hot pockets. Now, I pull that hot pocket out, I put it in my mouth, and it just burns me, okay? When I'm not patient, my mouth gets burned. Now tonight, we are going to talk about how being patient is really important and how one guy from the Bible named Abram had a dream given to him, but he had trouble being patient and waiting for God's timing. Okay, so Genesis 15, let's look at these first verse. We're going to get right into it. It says this, sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram. Now, this guy, you might remember him or have heard of him. His name was Abraham, okay? But God actually gave him the name Abraham a little bit later in our story. So right now, his name is Abram. And when I was a kid, there was this song called called Father Abraham Had Many Sons. And it was basically like the 90s Christian kid version of the Hokey Pokey, because it went like this. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons have Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons have Father I am one of them, so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, and they'd be like, right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, turn around, sit down. All right, it was a great song. So I always remember Father Abraham, he had many sons. But let's look at the scripture and see what's going on. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't ha even have a son? Father Abram had no sons, and no sons had It's not as catchy now, all of a sudden. So what's going on here? He says, since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. Abram was loaded, all right? Sheep upon sheep upon sheep, okay? Goats, cattle, you name it. He had it all, and he was loaded. That's what wealth looked like back then. He says, you have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky 
and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Okay, so Abram had an ask. He was waiting for God to give him something. And sometimes, and Abram had wealth, right? He had all that, but he was still missing something. And I think if you thought about it, and a lot of us in, in our case, we have, we're blessed. We live in America. We get to go to school. We have like nice stuff. We have phones, all these things. And yet we're still asking God for something, Maybe that, that something is a, fam, a healing of someone you love because they're sick. Maybe that's a parent and because they, they don't have a job right now or they need a better job because you never see them. So you're asking God to help them get another job. Maybe it's you're just asking for better friends at school or friends in general and you just feel lonely and so you're asking God for that. Maybe it's you just have issues with a bully or you're having issues with siblings at home. I don't know. And you're asking God for something. And maybe... Much like the way Abraham sounded in this story is you are getting impatient with God because it hasn't happened yet. You're asking God and there's lots of good things going on in life, but you're asking for that one thing. And so, yes, all that stuff is great, but you're still wanting that one thing. The truth is that God is the one person who you can come to and you should talk to about all this stuff. When you're asking God for these things and you maybe feel disappointed, you're asking God and you're hoping for that healing, you're hoping for that job, you're hoping for that situation at school or at home to be fixed, and you're asking God and yet it's still not happening and you're getting impatient, you know who you should go right back to? Is God. God can handle your impatience. He can handle your frustration in the time that it's taking. And he doesn't get mad at you about that, but he, and he appreciates when we come to him and say, just like Abram in this thing, he talked to God about his impatience. And so when we become impatient, asking God for things, we should go to him and we should keep asking. Don't stop asking God for that thing. It says right here in Matthew 7, 7 through 6, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives Everyone who seeks, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. If it is something really, really important to you, if it's something that matters to you, don't stop asking God for it and trust that he hears you and he's listening and he's working on it and he's waiting for his timing. Abram was counted as righteous, it said at the end of that verse, because he believed. And righteous is this like, fancy church word for just he had right standing with God, or God saw him as a right person, a good person. We can be that same way. When we're asking for something from God, when we have that ask, even though we get impatient, as long as we still believe that God will find an answer for us, we will be considered righteous. Romans 8.25 says this, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait. What's that word? patiently and confidently. God wants us to be confident in him because we know that he created everything, that he has a plan, that it's all gonna work out for us. But here's the truth. Waiting patiently, it's not easy. I'm not a patient person. I will tell you that right now. Uh, I am not patient when it comes to my food, okay? If I order food, especially at a fast food restaurant, and it's not very fast, ooh, okay? Pastor Joe just becomes... 
ticked off Joe, okay? Right? I just throw that out the window. I get mad. Like, I'm just like, it has been five minutes, and I have not gotten my Chick-fil-A nuggets. Where are they? I'm like the person who kind of comes up there and just be like, uh, hey, guys, it's been like two minutes since I ordered my food. I was just wondering where it's at, right? And then I come back. I'm like, hey, guys, it's been like five minutes. And then at six minutes, I'm like, okay, I need either my food right now or I need free food later. Whatever it is, give it to me now. I get frustrated all of that, okay? There's a reason why nobody watches TV anymore and they all watch Netflix and Hulu because why? There's no commercials. And I get impatient when it comes to commercials because they always stop at that perfect time and then you have to be patient to wait for the commercials to get over. Nobody watches Netflix anymore. The YouTube ads, you can't skip. Oh my goodness. Talk about impatience. I'll watch it. I'll click on a YouTube ad and then I watch that little thing, right? And you're waiting for it to say what? Skip ad. And then it doesn't. It's like a 30 second one that you can't skip. Impatience all up in here, okay? Uh, the next Marvel movie to come out? Are you kidding me? There's not, after Spider-Man in July, there's not going to be another one till next year. Impatience is going to be something that I have to deal with, okay? Because here's the thing. We don't like to wait. It's hard to be patient for things. But the truth is, waiting, especially when God is working on something in your life, it's not a waste. And here's what you need to know. Waiting isn't a waste. It's worth it. Oftentimes when we're trying, asking God for something and we haven't gotten it yet, it's worth the wait. It's not a waste. And it can be really easy to get impatient, but when we get impatient, we make dumb decisions. And so let's look back at our story and see Abram and see what happened when he and his wife Sarai got impatient. So his wife's name is Sarai, Abram and Sarai. At some point later on the story, they become Abraham and Sarah. And this is what it says. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. That's not how that works. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. Of course he did. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, and gave her to Abram as a wife. Okay, if this seems like a bad idea, it's because it is, okay? It's a real bad idea. But apparently, back then, this was a fairly normal thing. If a wife couldn't have kids, she would just sort of like pick the, like the highest servant or closest servant to her and kind of have her be a surrogate mother, which is where you carry another person's child, except for in this case, it's not another person's child. It's just your child, so it's not the same thing at all. I don't quite understand it, but in the back in the day, that child would have been considered the wife's, not the servant's, but the wife's. And she would have carried, like, taken care of that child, like, as her own, and it would have been good or normal back then. And it, but it didn't work. Turns out it was a really bad idea. So this is what Genesis 16, 4 through 6 is. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. That's how that works. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant... She began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. What? I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. You should read the Bible. It's kind of like a show, like, you know, it's crazy. This is drama. What the heck? Uh, and, and so Sarai is acting a little crazy because if you remember what I just read was Sarai said, it was her idea the whole time. And now she's mad at Abram. And Abram has like the perfect response in Genesis 16, 6. Abram replied, look, 
She's your servant, so you deal with her as you see fit. Woo! That is such a guy response if I've ever seen one. I'm just, you just deal with you, okay? I'm not, it's like, he's just probably watching the game. That's fine, you, you do what you want. I don't know. Something like that. So Sarai treats Hagar so poorly that she runs away. And then she comes back because an angel told her to come back. And so she has this kid, and it says in Genesis 16, 15 through 16, so Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Gross. So because Abram and Sarai weren't patient, they rushed and made a big old mess of things in their life. Now they have this kid, and Sarai's mad at the mom and, and, and Abram, and, and they, they knew God had a promise for them, and they've been asking for something, but because they became impatient, things went bad. See, when we aren't patient, we can make a big, make a big mess of things too. When we don't wait for the hot pocket to cool down, we burn our mouths. When we aren't patient with the people we care about, when, we, when somebody is not understanding and we're not patient with them, we can say mean and hurtful things that cause offenses. When we aren't patient, maybe in a situation where we really want to date, but we know that if I start dating now, what am I going to do until I get married? And we decide we don't want to date, or we, we want to date now, and we become impatient in that role. All of a sudden... It makes a big mess of things later on. Instead of having this marriage where we're just like, we, we, we have this, you, you have your husband and your wife and you guys can say, nobody's broken my heart or I haven't had, maybe I haven't had sex with anybody else. But because we started dating early, I was impatient. All of a sudden I started pushing boundaries that I knew I shouldn't have pushed way too early. We have this thing at 4640. It's really unpopular. And it's not something that we like command. It's not like thus saith the Lord. But we say don't date in middle school. Be patient to date, because if you start now, if you're impatient with that, it makes a big old mess of really important things, like your heart. All of a sudden, you, you get in a relationship after a relationship, and you breaks your heart. And so now, it's not just like something tangible, it's like your heart. Your heart has been broken. Your heart is a mess. And so we, we read this verse in Song of Solomon a lot, and it says this, do not arouse or awaken love until the time is right. See, guys, it's important for things even like this, dating, to be patient because, and God has a plan. God wants you to have like really good relationships. He wants you to have that husband or that wife that you're going to love and it's going to be this beautiful like romantic movie like relationship, right? But we get impatient and we try and take it into our own hands. And this is the truth. We give up on the best for something less. When we get impatient, we give up on what God has for us, which will always be the best, and we decide to settle for something less. We trade true love and a happy marriage later for drama and silly middle school relationships now. We trade a happy family life for a messed up one where everybody hates everybody because we're not patient with each other. We give up on enjoyable dining experiences of a hot pocket because Instead of, we trade the best, an enjoyable hot pocket for a burned mouth, less, right? When we are willing to wait, better things can come. Abraham was very impatient. Let's pick up the story in Genesis 21. Now, the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would, and Abraham named their son Isaac. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. 
Verse six, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Now, God had a huge blessing for Abraham, but he wasn't patient. And the time between Ishmael being born and Isaac being born was 13 years old. 13 years is a long time. So Abraham was 99 years old when he had Isaac? Yeah. (laughs) That's so old. That's old. That's very old. Now, in the story, we saw Abraham was uncomfortable. He was desperate. He felt like he needed to make something happen quick so that he would have someone to give his inheritance to. He forced it to happen, and it made a huge mess. Now, life will always be messy. There's no kind of life without a mess. But if we are patient, we can avoid so much of the mess. And it's really, really hard, but it will make you strong. Isaiah chapter 40 says, But those who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. They will rise up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weak. See, waiting on the Lord, that's like a superpower. If you can be patient, it's literally like a superpower, like you can fly. You will make less bad choices. You will say less bad things. It's like a filter that stops you from saying things that you don't mean to say. And when we don't have patience, when we need things to happen right now, we start to focus on the wrong things. We start to focus on what other people are thinking. We start to focus on these very small problems. Now, with patience, you can take time to understand what's going on. And the the biggest problem that we run into with relationships with our parents and our friends and stuff like that is miscommunication, is when two people are going so hard at each other that no one is understanding the other person. Proverbs 15 verse 18 says, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. That means a fight. So a hot-tempered person is like a hot-tempered a hot temperature hot pocket. It's not good. It burns you. But a nice hot pocket is delicious, right? When we're patient, it can help. When we're patient, it can help us out in so many ways. And the other thing patience can do for you is people will look at you differently. If you show your parents and your teachers and your friends that you're patient, They'll treat you like a grown-up. I remember being in middle school, and I felt like people were treating me like I was like a kid, like I was a second grader. Why are people treating me like this? If you act patient, people will treat you the way you want to be treated. They will treat you like you are mature. When you're patient, you can enjoy the current moment. You can enjoy today, the moment that God created for you. And it really is like a superpower. It can change your whole entire life. Abraham wasn't patient, right? He gave up the best for something less. Not only that, he gave up the best for a mess. Don't let your life get messy because you don't have patience. Use this superpower every day. Use it with your teachers. Use it with your parents. Use it with your friends. Newsflash. If you're patient, if you're a patient person, you're probably not going to yell at people, okay? If you're yelling at people, you're probably being impatient with them, right? Patient people probably don't yell. 
Yelling and fighting happens when we don't understand each other. So how do we find this patience, okay? It's really hard to be patient. And one way I help, I teach Sunday school here, I teach kindergarten, first grade, and one, one great thing we do is we just take a deep breath. Everyone just take a deep breath. That's what you can do when you need to find some patience in your life. Trust God's plan. He has a huge plan for you. And that blessing might not come for 13 years, but it's going to come. And if you keep asking him for it, it's going to come. Let's pray. Dear God, I pray you would bless every single kid in this room with patience, that when they feel the heat of the moment and they're getting upset, they can find that place with you where they can be patient, where they can show other people that they understand and they can take time to understand the situations they're in. God, I pray you would bless every single student in here today and that we would just have a great rest of our week. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody. Hey, we'll see you guys next week.